Hello, my name is Peter Barron, and on behalf of the Science Radio and FiggyTrigger.co.uk, I'd like to welcome you to the Lost Property Office, the podcast that discusses the lost, the found, and the profound. Only last week, we talked about record shops, we talked about record shopping, and we talked about records, because Tim Hopkins was my guest. That's what you expect when you have such an expert with you. But we all lose stuff, down the back of the sofa, falling out of our pockets, but we all find stuff too. This is the podcast that found all that stuff, honest, in the street. I'm not a thief, Gov, and nor is my guest who will be telling you about what they've lost and what they've found today. Because this is not just a fake podcast, Lost Property Office. This is a real university, Lost and Found. I've invited my guests to have a rummage downstairs and see what they can find. So welcome to this week's intrepid Lost Propertyer, Meg Hewitt. Hello, everybody. Um, so you've been downstairs. Uh, yeah. You've seen it. What, what do you think of the, uh, the titular office? It's quite messy. It is. Small and messy. And quite full. Yes. Um, the general uh, approach to a student when they come and try and find something is to not really take too much time in planning how they're going to find something. No. They kind of just <laughs> stick their hands in and delve. And I don't know if you noticed in the room as well, there's a safe in there. Oh, yes, I had noticed yeah. that, yeah. What they often do is well, they seem to find some way of piling everything up against the safe. Mm-hmm. Thus, whenever I need to get access to the safe, I have to move everything again. So I would normally say someone someone comes in and has lost a hat. Mm-hmm. They'll say, I lost it yesterday. Where will it be? And I said, if you're lucky, it'll be on top. But if anyone's been in there, it'll probably already have worked its way to the bottom. Yeah. So. I see you try to divide things. Yeah. We, but sometimes that hasn't worked. No. We, we had, there's a shelving system. So the top shelf is supposed to have books on it and, mm-hmm. and paperwork. The middle shelf has kind of... Phones. Phones and electronic stuff. And yeah. there's four boxes there, which are supposed to be quite rigidly um, separated, but don't. And then there's the floor yeah <laughs> um, and and the duvet and the duvet yes uh, the duvet's been mentioned a few times on this but <laughs> we're not quite sure no one's ever claimed that have you ever lost a duvet no i haven't <laughs> they're quite hard things to lose <laughs> yes. um well anyway I will, I will now ask you the key question then um what item is your key item that you've lost um of, of greatest sentimental or personal value um i believe you were there pete I didn't, I'm sure, if it, I can't have been lost then, I would have seen it. <laughs> um, we were on holiday in France, and it was, I can't remember how long ago, six, seven years ago, maybe? Mm, possible. Um, and I was mainly a chief washer-upper. This is my usual... Um, it's a good job. It's yeah, a good job. Yeah. You, do, you do it very well. Thank you. And I had taken off my wedding rings. I had my engagement ring and my wedding ring. And when I did all the washing up, and tidied, sat down with a big glass of wine. I did not know where my wedding rings were. Yes, I do remember this now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of freaked out. And it was the last day we were there as well, I think, wasn't it? Or quite near the end. It was very near the end, yes. Um, so I had got uh, my poor, poor husband to wade through the black sack mm. of uh, food rub- waste. Food waste, yes. <laughs> well, because you'd been peeling as well, I think. Yeah, I was a peeler as well. And... Oh, I can't remember how long it must have been. Quite a while. Uh, Did take a while because I, I, I definitely remember um, my problem in these situations. Is often I, I want to be very methodical, and so I do the. Yeah. Where were you when you lost it? Which, of course, mm-hmm. is the stupidest question to ask ever. <laughs> yes. Because it's like if I knew where I was, then it would probably be there. Yeah, but I did retrace my steps. I went into my room. Um, I just I checked my pockets. I checked uh, coat pockets. Everything. And then after, I don't know, it might have been about 50 minutes or so, I realised I had actually changed my trousers. Right. So they were in my 
previously worn jeans. And this is why this is why men only have one pair of trousers with them at any one time. (laughs) We can't lose anything that way because it can't be in our other trousers. And they keep everything in their pockets. Yes, that's true. Yes, it was no. I I remember when it found, and and when when you find something that everyone's been looking for, because a few a few of us were. Yeah, uh, pretty much the whole house was looking. Uh, our friends know. were looking, yeah. and um, some of us in less serious ways than others. I'll, <laughs> I'll just go and, and look downstairs where my book got nearly finished is there. Yeah. But um, when you do I that, was you very ha- sheepish. Yeah, you have to you have to admit to everyone mm. that you were the stupid one. I'm not yes. saying you were the no, stupid. No, no, no. I was very happy to admit that. My uh... I suppose it's the price you pay for having you know lost something is that you know, or having refound it is that you you have to admit that. Yeah. But then it must have been only about six months later at home, uh, same thing happened, and I then thought it was my turn to dive through the uh, massive sack of food waste and stuff. Was it still your ring or was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. still my my two rings, and uh, I found them, Mm -hmm. and they were at the bottom of the bin. Well, that's good. So, so at least this time, you 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 got so much. You've got a lot of karmic payback. (laughs) My my mother lost her engagement ring, uh, washing actually doing the washing up, and Mm -hmm. it went down the drain. Um, but it did get caught in the U bend. Oh! But she still got it sent off to be professionally cleaned or something, just because it had some dishwater on it. It May have had some bleach on it, which may have showed up. It wasn't as good quality as most. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a long time ago, and um, and we don't ever talk about that story. So at home, it's well, it's so. You've lost your wedding ring, but mm-hmm. you've found it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else, any other stuff you've found, or stuff you've found in the streets, or just in general? That's... Um, there was a period uh, a couple of years ago where I often found £5 notes. Right, that's good. In the street, or near us. So yeah. people were just a bit frivolous with their money, I guess. near me, it's just those red rubber bands that the postman Oh, the postman. Have. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get that one out of way. So that, but I think they got wise to that. They were a bit more careful with their money. That hasn't happened lately. Um, but 15 years ago, um, me and my friend Karen were at Shepherd's Bush Empire watching mm-hmm. Manic Street Preachers. Right, well, you know, they were big back then. As you do, 15 years ago. Uh, we were upstairs and we were stood up, uh, kind of out of our seats. And this was the evening when Kylie Minogue decided to make an appearance. Right. She sang Little Baby Nothing. Right, yeah. Um, this is posted around the Impossible Princess period, Kylie Minogue, I believe. I believe, believe it was, she, yes. They'd written her an album. Yeah. Which didn't do very well because Diana foolishly died at the same time. How dare she? And, yeah, just as the lights came up and everyone's leaving, uh, I went to pick up my coat and bag and there was a very nice silver jumper. Hmm. And I thought, yes, very nice. I'd quite like that. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of picked it up and... Looked around in a vague attempt to find its owner. Did you look inside to see if it have a tag? Um, no, not a name tag. I did, well, I did look at the label. But anyway. I bet Kath Kidston gets a lot of stuff. <laughs> it must be hers. Um, so I yeah, didn't find its owner. So I thought, excellent, I will take it home. Mm-hmm. And I wore it very, very regularly for years and years until probably about five, six years ago. Either it's... I outgrew it or it shrunk somehow. In the I can't wash. see you outgrowing um, <laughs> it. I can't see you outgrowing <laughs> yeah, it. You'll, I, you'll know you don't get any bigger. Yes, yes. Yeah. I never get any bigger. And so I then gave it to Karen. Okay. Which was um, nice. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's nice. Also, so she's got it now and she'll pass yeah. it on hopefully until it. Maybe she'll pass it on to someone else as what, well. What make was it? I have no idea. Did not have a label in it, so you didn't check the label just in case. Well, I did check the label, but I think it was just some kind of vintagey, 80s y right. thing. Does 80s count as vintage now? I suppose it does. It does, yeah. 
It is quite some time ago now. Yes. And that's like, yeah, so finding clothes, because I say downstairs there are a lot of clothes, a lot, particularly hats and scarves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But whenever we do this show, people never pick up clothes because I think people think they're dirty or yes. something. And you know, maybe they don't want to talk about clothes. But mm-hmm. it's um, you, wouldn't, you didn't have any compunction. Did you wash it first? I did, yes. Yeah. So it's been on the floor in the Shepherds of the British Empire. Yeah. And it had been owned by a Manic Street Preachers fan. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything about Manic Street Preachers fans because, you know, it's 97 as well, you'd say. Yeah. About then. So we're, talk- we're talking post design for life, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so around the period of masses against the classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, their, not their best period. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's okay song. But I think that's when uh, that's when I fell out of love with the yes, Manic Street yes. Preachers. Not that I was ever really in love with them. They were a hard band to love, I find. Well, you either love them or you don't. Yes, exactly. Pretty but much. I did like Pretty them much. a lot. I did like them. Mm. I saw them saw them live a few times, and I I remember one gig at uh, the Shepherd's Band, Patricia Emperor. I had this really nice silver jumper. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Right. Well, I think now it's time to let's let's grab some music. Now, musically, mm. normally um, people find CDs, but you have found. Um, or I've helped you found a, a small MP3 player. Yes. Um, it came in a little, a little pouch. pouch. Do, you, do you want to describe the pouch? Um, it has the word initials AKG um, embossed in them. It is very small. Um, there's a little label that says K321. Mm. And it's pouchy. Yeah. It's a fake, fake leather, uh, plasticky. Yeah, um, and the the actual MP3 player is a SanDisk MP3 player, which has a small slot for a micro SD thing. It's very small. It's like um, it's not quite as small as a little iPod Touch these days. No, it's about an inch wide by yeah, uh, about two inches long. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'll see a photo of it if you want. Um, And we've no idea what's on it. I'm going to turn it on now and see what it says. If it can say, it does say Sansa. That makes sense with the Mm -hmm. thing. Um, Right. Uh, the track that's come up, um, number seven, track seven, it seems to be on some sort of... We've got lots of power, don't worry, people, so we'll be able to hear lots of records. <laughs> is called number seven, Ingrid Dardell's... Come on, Ingrid Dardell's Polska. Um, mm. Let's... So that's Polish. Oh, OK, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> not a polka. No, no well, probably not. <laughs> the UK's uh, second most used language now, Polish, so... Mm-hmm. Lots of you out there will understand this clearly, so Good. let's see what happens. Här går leden, in på freden Jag är Orfevs, här är under jorden 
konstens egna utskepp i tåt Ner i källan, akta kjolen Hörde lutan, hör fiolen Ingrid hörde ju övertåb Som tar emot dig med din egen låt So, um, that was uh, track seven of whatever that was. Very quiet on the MP3. I'm not quite sure why. Maybe that's why the person lost it. Um, <laughs> so, how would you describe that? It was quite jolly. It was quite nice, wasn't it? It, was, yeah. um, uh, it seemed to be about setting... A lady group, called Ingrid, yes. Lady English. It, a nice little courtly sort of... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it wasn't a polka, but it was like a, kind of a waltz almost. Or a yeah. Quadrille. Like mm-hmm. Quadrille? Mm, maybe. I don't really know much about dancing. <laughs> and, and that kind of thing. But, uh, it was. I'm. I'm quarter Polish myself, but speak no Polish, mm-hmm. so I can't say much about that. But I, you know, I think of the music that we've discovered this season so far, with the exception of the odd version of Pretty Young Thing last week. That oh, yeah. was. That was pretty. Was good. That pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, pretty, it was short as well. That's always useful. Yeah. I, find, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. <laughs> got to, you know, got to fill this time, but I don't want to fill it too much. And sometimes no. going into the music, I understand people sometimes skip over the music bits <sighs> in the show. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, um, next question, um, which is about being lost and losing yourself. Mm-hmm. When have you been lost? Um, I get l- less lost now than I used to, but essentially me trying to find people in pubs um, in London, I always get lost. It can be difficult. They, they're, they're, they're big places, pubs, and you know they're often very busy. Mm-hmm. What's, so what, what's your technique for finding people in pubs? Well, it mm. used to be because I worked, um, I think this was when I worked in Soho and then before that in Angel. So people would meet in quite central pubs, mm. but quite tucked away. Yeah. So, and it, particularly if it was south of the river, I have no idea where I'm going. Um, so I learned to carry a little pocket A to Z with me. Right. Because I don't have a smartphone. Um, I have a very, very rubbish phone. Uh, and it's good, a little pocket A to Z will get you places generally. Yes, it will. Um, but it would mainly involve me phoning Steve to say, which pub are you in? Oh, we're in so-and-so pub. Where is that? Oh, well, you go to so-and-so station, turn left, turn right, blah, blah, blah. and then I just... Forget it or get lost. Do you think? Do you think it's his de- his directions, or do you think his his final directions? You just don't remember them, or I think he's quite good with directions. Um, he's very good with public transport, knowing which bus to get and which stop to go to, and things. Maybe maybe, maybe too good. Maybe <laughs> yes. I think that is the thing yeah. because I follow him when we're together. I just follow him. So you just know he's going to know where he's going to be. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't pay attention. Why bother? I'm in my own little world, and. Um, yeah, so when I'm on my own, I realise, yeah, I kind of don't know where I'm going. And even today, I did think, how am I going to get there? Where is it again? Where is it again? <laughs> um, but I found it fine. I mean, it's, you're not, I mean, as someone who's met you in a pub a number of times, you're not the kind of person who walks into a pub and walks past people, no. generally. I mean, we have some friends who do that, yeah. who walk into a pub and look around and just completely miss you. It's just that when you're in the pub or went to find the pub, and then when you're in the pub, it's quite hard to find the people. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that seems to be. That mm-hmm. seems to be. But it seems that, again, you know, you've got someone you can call. It, you, it, you've never been so bad that you've just gone home. Oh, yeah, lots, you, lots of times. Oh, you have, you have, you've actually done <laughs> yes. that. I kind of phone Steve just being a grump saying, I don't know where I am. I'm in some street. It's dark. I don't know where I'm going. I'm going home. 
fair enough. You know, it's so. your prerogative. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, that, that's you know, that, that's good. I, I think that that shows that you're you're sticking by your by your guns there. If if it's a pub in a stupid place, because mm-hmm. it must be a pub in a stupid place if you can't find it. But also because our friends go to the pub quite a lot, and you're they, not going to miss that much, I guess. No, but they um they know where they're going, and a lot of people we know navigate by pubs. Yes. So they're very pub aware. Yeah, that's true. And I can. Give or, well, I give or take pubs in a way, depending on my my mood. Yeah. What do you um, navigate by then, if, you, if not by pubs? Um, Is there any other way of navigating in London? Not really, because when I grew up, my, yeah, my none of my family. I've just realised this. None of my family can drive. Right. So my brother doesn't drive. My mum and my dad don't drive. My grandparents don't drive. Wow. Um, and growing but you up always in lived London, in London, so yeah, you, were, yeah, you yeah. didn't have to. So, drive, so my my dad would always get a taxi. Right. Or a bus, or a tube. Certainly with a taxi, you don't need to know anything, do you? No. But they'll do all he the was very keen on the taxis, because he could get a receipt and get it back from work. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of... I am a public transport girl. Yeah. So I guess tube tube stops are a good thing to navigate yeah. by. Yeah, well, fair yeah. enough. Okay, well, you've been downstairs, you've found a couple of items. Mm-hmm. Um, one is a book. But let's look at the other item first, which is... It is a pencil case. Okay, often pencil cases turn up here because... Kids be losing pencil cases. Right. And what I always ask when we have a pencil case is, are you a pencil case person? Uh, I am, but I just tend to use them for, I guess, storage purposes mm. and then just put them away in a cupboard. Don't, you don't have a long lost or a particular pencil case, which is your beloved pencil case? No, I used to at school. So this is why I picked this, because, mm. because it reminded me of being at school, Right, I guess, obviously. Um Good so I'm yeah. unzipping. Um, so I have quite a few pencils in here. Okay. So um, a proper pencil casing, because often these days it is just pens. And Yeah, so we have a ruler, mm-hmm. which is an Arriva. Arriva the, buses. The here bus company. to take you there. Ruler. Um, oh, that's a lot. One, yeah. two, three, four, five, six. That is a lot of pencils. Seven pencils. And the, a few branded ones. It's got the, the, the classic yellow and black pencil yep. with, the, with the red end. Red end. Which I always think of like like screwdrivers. I always expect um, builders to have those ones yeah. tucked behind their <laughs> One biro, like a proper big pen. Nice. Uh, two pencil sharpeners, the classic silvery metal ones. One's 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 rectangular and one is slightly more angled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, two erasers. Uh, and many? No. no. Um, and a twenty pence piece and a couple of staples. Oh, you can have the twenty pence piece. That's that's my gift really? to you for turning up. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, um, but but yes, yeah, so this reminded me of school, and I, I guess it was a girl thing. But um, there was lots of smelly rubbers, mm-hmm. um, things that you could attach to the end of your pencils, which would, um, I guess, be sparkly or. or things like that so there was a quite big thing yeah yeah but my favorite um pencil case was a bright green furry Mm -hmm. pencil case i like that whereas this one this one is a well it's a plastic see-through and then it's got kind of burgundy red circles on it and the zip at the top is on a sort of a blue yes a blue um zip and then the zip uh the actual zip itself has some kind of plasticky tag, which is like a snowflake. Who do you think would own a pencil case like that? Let's do a bit of antiques roadshow or uh, through the keyhole with this pencil case. Yeah, well, There's a lot of pencils, which which surprised me. I would these say days, students. I think you're probably, you're probably <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and I mean, the commitment to it being a pencil case, I think, is quite interesting. Because yeah. It seems quite masculine. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not with a snow icon there. I mean, I think someone who's got... Anyone in this day and age has got a more pencils than pens in their pencil case, I think, is someone who fancies themselves as, as someone who can draw. Yeah. A draftsman of some form or woman. Um, and so I think... And those are the pencils. Can you get the, get the pencils out again? Mm-hmm. Um, there's one. Are the pencils branded in any way? Um... What have we got? Because because pencils used to be W H Smith one. Okay, yep. H B, um, one that just says aim higher. Ah, aim higher. Yes, which uh, it's, I'm not sure of aim higher. I don't think aim higher exists anymore. Okay, uh, just a plain yellowy one. A one with polka dots on. Do any have rubbers on the end? Oh, University Hospitals of Morecambe Bay. Ooh, interesting. NHS Trust. Two of those. Two of those. All ah, right, so we're mm. getting somewhere now. Yeah. Let's get closer. Yeah. Do they have rubbers on them? Um, they did. They've ah. all worn down. So it's someone who makes a lot of mistakes. Well, again, that, 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 that fits into the uh, artist's area because they draw and then yeah. they rub out. They draw. Well, they might just use it to mark pages in their books, underline passages. Oh, yes, they could They could be one of those people who just doodles all over books in the library. Yeah. And then, but they never, run, they never seem to rub anything out. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, well, I think we've probably rung as much as we can out of pencil case. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but is it, say, as a child, you, the, the green furry one was yours, and it would be full of generally pens and pencils and highlighters. Yeah. Were you a highlighter user? I, yeah, I did like my highlighters. Yeah, they did yeah. good, they good. But no highlighters in there. No. So, serious person drawing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, time for a bit more music. Oh, okay. okay I'm going to press uh, forward how many times? It's on random, so... Um, eight. One, two, three... Four, five, six, seven, eight. And the track we have uh, is track 18 of 239, and it's called Horoskapvisan. There is a uh, what's the little circle over an A. Like an umlaut. No. Like an umlaut, but it's not, it's not that. It's uh, one of those things. Uh, and, yeah, it's, um, it's yeah, Horoskapvisan. So I think it's Scandinavian, this one, but we'll see. <laughs> Som vill olycklig kärlek undvika Samt och tillika Olyckor, mod och dråp Bör skaffa horoskop Bör skaffa horoskop Jag minns en flicka vars ögon blev våta Och hon började gråta När månen blev full För gammal kärleksskull För gammal kärleksskull Allting står skrivet i skyarna sa hon Dessutom till hon Påverkas kroppens saft Av månens dragningskraft Av månens dragningskraft Det styrs inte av futiliteter Men av planeter Stjärntecknens makt är stor Långt större än du tror Långt större än du tror I mitt horoskop Jag mitt öde studerar Och jag planerar Varenda dag som går 
Efter var tecknen stor Efter var tecknen stor Jungfruns förnämliga stjärntecken har jag Och jungfru det var jag Tills för ett halvår sen Och det beror på Sven Och det beror på Sven Jag träffade Sven den 27 april Och jag slog genast till För enligt min dagsprognos Skulle allt gå i lås This is a horoscopian, which I think from the translation seems to be about horoscopes or something about horoscope. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Does that, does that I think sense so. To you? It was probably also about someone who died. It was <laughs> he quite does, sad. He does sound quite mournful in this <laughs> yes. one. It's not quite as up as the previous one was, but it does. It's still quite nice. Mm-hmm. It's not it could terrible. be a Eurovision entry for. Yeah, I think it wouldn't win. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think it hasn't got quite the requisite punch from no. the original winner. But um, yeah, I don't mind that. That's not terrible. I'll let it. I'll let it continue on the loss. Okay. Um, so, your second item mm-hmm. is a book. It is. Uh, it is the a free copy from Esquire magazine of Train Spotting, the screenplay. Oh, the screenplay. Faber and Faber. Um, it's quite small. Is there what? Who is on the cover? I think it's who you'd guess. Yes, it's a very uh, wet-looking um, Ewan McGregor. And young these and days. And young and yeah. skinny and shaven-headed. Yes. So, Trainsporting, John Hodge. Did you see Trainsporting when it came out? In I did, yeah, did yeah. Did you like it? I did, yeah. I went with my dad. Oh, right. And um, we both loved it. It was quite sexy, rock and roll. Yeah, I think that describes young. it quite well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I assume that means that the start of this, this, this is the screenplay rather than the book, mm-hmm. and that it starts with the opening soliloquy, if you will. Oh, well, it actually has an introduction. Okay. Part one, the early years. I began writing Shallow Grave in the spring 1991. I'm not interested about John Hodge. <laughs> yeah, and there's, a, wonder, there's a nice little picture of the three of them. John McDonald, who, um, sorry, Andrew McDonald, who went on to do big films. Yes, yeah. Um... um what did he go on to do? <laughs> he went on to do the the one about uh, rock climbing. Oh yes, yeah, in in, the uh, into the void, and then he did Lost King of yes. Scotland and yeah, all yeah. that. Yes, of course, yes. So that's him. Um, oh yeah, um, exterior street day. Legs okay. run along the pavement. There are Mark Rentons just ahead of him is Spud. They are both belting along. As they travel, various objects, pens, tapes, CDs, toiletries, ties, sunglasses, etc. Either fall or are discarded from inside their jackets. They are pursued by two hard-looking store detectives in identical uniforms. The men are fast, but Renton and Spud maintain their lead. So, uh, are you and able? And then to... we start with choose life. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay. I'm, I'm going to try and see if I can use the power of technology to, um, to actually uh, recreate the scene in Trainspotting. Okay, How so do, you do that. I'm hoping so. Let's see if this works or not. <laughs> okay. Away you go. Oh, hold on. Okay. I can't do the accent. Doesn't matter. Choose life. Choose a job. Choose a career. Choose a family. Choose a f- big television. Choose washing machines, cars, compact displays, and electrical tin openers. Choose good health, low cholesterol, and dental insurance. Choose fixed interest mortgage repayments. Choose a starter home. Choose your friends. 
Choose leisure wear and matching luggage. Choose a three-piece suite on a higher purchase in a range of f***ing fabrics. Choose DIY and wondering who the f*** you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting on that couch watching mind-numbing, spirit-crushing game shows. Stuffing f***ing junk food into your mouth. Choose rotting away at the end of it all. Pishing your last in a miserable home. Nothing more than an embarrassment to the selfish, f***ed-up brats you have spawned to replace yourself. Choose your future. Choose life. That was fantastic. Well done. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do with technology. That was really good. Um, I, I, I have to decide what to do about the swearing in that. Um, mm. I noticed um, there was uh, the word pishing mm. was used. Is that, is that the only bit of vernacular used there or the only bit that was spelt yeah, weirdly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, pish. Pish, yeah. That's mm-hmm. there. <laughs> Either it gets bleeped out completely, and I don't. We, that, that conversation makes no sense. Or we'll, we'll see. Um, so, what do you remember of the film? Have um, you seen it since? I'm, yeah, I have seen it since um, on TV. Maybe another once or twice. Mm. Um, I think, even though it seems at time quite modern, it does seem a bit dated. Well, it's set in it's set in the eighties, isn't it? It's, it's not set at the time um, it comes out. The book is know. definitely set in the 80s. The okay. book is definitely set before the film comes mm. out. Um, did you, have you read the book? No. It's a, it's a, it's a tough read mm-hmm. in places because it's all in vernacular pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, and now, I mean, look at the stars now. We've got uh, Ewan McGregor still somehow having a film career. Yes. Um, it's an amazing uh, film about the um, tsunami. Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand it, it's good, but but everyone says Naomi Watts is good in it and very rarely say he is. Um, we've got, who else was in it? Uh, um, Kelly MacDonald. Who, oh, she's um, done um, some good American things. Yes, she was in No Country for All Men, very good in that. I always, I always like her when she turns up. She's, yeah, she's, she's very good. good. Mm-hmm. So I think she's in Bulwark, Bulwark Empire now. Oh, yeah, 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 that's what I was thinking about. Uh, um, Johnny Lee Miller. Oh, yeah. Or Sick Boy. Yep. Who is... He went on to marry and divorce... Um, uh, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Um, if you want to watch that that entire relationship encapsulated, just watch Hackers. Yes. Which is a great film. It's a good film. It's, it's a great a film. film. Um, uh, he last seen in Dexter, series five, I think. He's actually now playing and Sherlock Holmes. Yes. In the American the Elementary. Whatever. Uh, where uh, Watson is Lucy Liu. Yes. It's not the New York version of Sherlock. They're completely different programmes. But complete, just because it's got Sherlock Holmes in modern day mm-hmm. doesn't mean they've got anything no, to do no, with no, each no, other. No. Just because Johnny Lee Miller and Benedict Cumberbatch were in Frankenstein together, nothing to do with it. It's complete. <laughs> Actually, last so, last film I saw him in was in Dark Shadows, where uh, the, the Tim Burton f- oh, fiasco okay. from last mm-hmm. year, where he plays the sort of uncle and he's a very underwritten and poor role. Right. Basically, you've got to be up against Johnny uh, Johnny Depp mm-hmm. doing Johnny Depp. Yeah. Doing, in the Johnny, Johnny Depp comedy period, as I like to call it. So, um, but he was very good. I saw Frankenstein twice. Mm. Um, you see both versions? Or? No. Oh, I that's right. That's, that was thought. a mix-up. Yes, yeah, right. I thought I was seeing the different versions, but I saw the same version twice. And I emailed a, quite a nice complaint, just saying the way you wrote it on the... Because it was an additional... Um, mm. Uh, school show, wasn't it, or something like that, or uh, what yeah, they were it was, filming? Yeah, it was recording it for to, to screen in cinemas, as they is the yeah. new f- phenomenon now. It is, um, and the way they wrote it made it look like it was the other way around. Right. So I just emailed them to say, not happy. I'm not that happy because you know I would have waited and seen the other way around, and they gave me full refund. Oh, which is very very nice of them. National, I think you national national theater, theater, yeah, well, yeah, it is, that's why they're national for us. Yes. So um, yes, uh, which which did Johnny Miller play in the two? You I saw? the two I saw, he was a monster. Okay. That's the, I, that seems to be the way round that works for me, though. Cumberbatch is obviously taller. Yeah. I don't think Cumberbatch is very good at getting into roles which aren't posh. 
Yes, I'm, my... I'm steadily uh, becoming a. a and who's the one we've forgotten? Hamish Macbeth. Um, oh yeah, of course. Robert Carlyle. Yeah, Robert Bobby Carlyle. Carlyle. Uh, he's. I think his career has not been so great recently. No, he had the little dog. Yeah, in Hamish Macbeth. Hamish Macbeth um, was pre this, I think, but or, or at the same time. But, yeah, but his um, film roles have not shown the great promise of earlier. No, yeah. was he in Sunshine? The Sunrise? Uh, no, no, what he was the, um, um, I'm not sure if he is. I mean, obviously, that's a, that's another Danny Boyle yeah, film, as yeah. is this, and Danny Boyle uh, being the king of the world at the moment. <laughs> um, and you, your husband was in the opening ceremony. He was, yes. Uh, so he, you can say he's been directed by Danny Boyle. Yes, he has. Yes. Um, not Sir Danny Boyle. No, not no. Sir Danny Boyle, and for no. good reason, too. Exactly. Would you, would you turn down a knighthood? Yeah, I probably would, actually. Yeah. If David Bowie turns one down, I can turn one down. Okay, I suppose that's good. <laughs> that kind, that kind <laughs> what of would work. David Bowie do? Anything yeah. else leap out of you from this uh, free Esquire book? No, um, there are some nice little black and white shots, um, and also Spud, who uh, is one of my favourite. Oh, uh, you and Bremner? Yes, yes. He doesn't do that much. Or he, turns, not... he turns up a lot as a minor role in films. Right. That's um, a shame because he was very, very good. Yeah. He's the one. He's the one who seems to be the most authentic, broad Scottish accent, mm-hmm. or, or may have the most difficulty escaping it. But yeah. he does turn up in roles that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the last time I saw him. For ages, yeah. so. but Tommy, he's done loads of things. Who's Tommy? He is. I'm looking at a picture of him now. He has curly blonde hair. Got cast list. Um, can't remember Tommy. He wasn't on the poster. See, that's the problem. He, I think he dies, doesn't he? It was Kevin McKidd. Oh yes, no, yes, he does uh, loads. He's done stuff. a lot of. Hom- he does a lot of. Um, he was in Rome, wasn't he? And did he Rome? Yeah, he's um, one of these people who've done a lot American of American TV. TV. Shows. Yeah, well, well done to him, and and well done to the train spotting uh, screenplay getting given away free in Esquire. Yes, does it, has it got a publication date? Uh, that's interesting. I'm trying to think when would Esquire think it would be a time to punt this out for the kids? Um, I've got a year of 1996. Wow. I mean, that was the original date, but I wonder what this Squire yeah, version is. doesn't um, say. No, it doesn't say. Ooh, interesting. Oh, well. Well, it came with a July slash August issue. But it doesn't say what year. Not not what year. Summertime, and he is you know, he's shivering and sweating on the front of Ewan McGregor's face. Yeah. Rubbish little Ewan McGregor. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> now for the big question, now for the profound question, yeah. which you don't seem to have any problem with. You seem very confident on this one. Well, I made some notes. I, I had a, a um, some kind of premonition thing that I was last, last question, last night in the pub. <laughs> so what has been lost to humanity that if it were found would make the world a better place? Well, someone mentioned tapes. Okay. The word tapes last night. And that got me to thinking the world would be a better place if the BBC had not wiped mm. all of its uh, lost tapes. Yes. Yes, there's a lot of TV. <clears throat> so there is a lot. TV missing, and there are some TV which should be missing. Yes, like they actually they because they keep showing Dad's army, uh, and I was thinking, <laughs> was why a, have they weird, not lost all of that? But there was they, a weird gap between the word Dad and army. I don't, I, I can't, I can't work <laughs> well, out. I've already one. said yes, lots yes, of swears, yes. but anyway, um, but there actually were five. There are five lost episodes of Dad's army, and which they're desperately trying to find. Yes, you would rather they didn't. I would rather they stay lost. And these these are probably the very early ones, right, I'm guessing. Well, it was two. Uh, no, it was three from. Um, black and white yeah. period, and then two Christmas episodes, oh, okay. two Christmas specials. Okay. Well, at Christmas, all they did was set the uh, video for the Morecambe and White special, and that was it. Yes, that's all we needed to do. Yeah. Um, but there are things like um, BBC Three, which was a Ned Sheeran and Robert Robertson show. I was about to say, not actually anything that's been on B- everything that's been on BBC Three probably exists now. <laughs> yes. so. um, but 
of course that was I didn't realise that was a series where Kenneth Tynan mm, was the first man to swear so that, that still exists say that word that still exists that shot still exists yes. but not the um, shows but there are a few of those episodes um, there are two Cliff Richard shows oh right the Cliff Richard show okay gone most of that all the week that was is, is missing I think yeah there's um, obviously there was a lot of not the live stuff because they didn't tape it on transmission so yeah it was only if it was on tape it was taped if it wasn't then often they didn't tape mm-hmm. it because it was just going out live yeah um but then a lot of kids things so jack and Ori play away mm. cheggers plays pop do we want cheggers? I yeah, suppose, there, I suppose there's, there's some kids things which you don't i guess really need but um i mean the weird thing it would be things like say the whole three hours of of multicolor swap shop that you think yeah. at the time you can see exactly why why on earth would we tape this we're never going to show it again it's a live mm, show mm. but of course that's the bit where you know when you watch old videos that you made in the 80s the bit you're really looking out for like is the adverts yes and stuff like that. You know, it's the, it's <laughs> yes. the bits around or almost like the, oh it was when bbc2 had the the black and orange world yeah, went around and that yeah. kind of stuff is just the nostalgia factor mm-hmm. of that but it's not just nostalgia a lot of this is good stuff yeah 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 um and then there's obviously a big thing about doctor who yeah well, there's enough of that yeah, there's, they, there's um, enough doctor who out there frankly they should well be there is i mean they did find quite a few i guess because it's such a a big thing. Lots of people all over the world have. They're found. looking constantly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but then in 2010, um, the Library of Congress in America um, suddenly realised they had this whole um, stash of BBC plays. Oh right. Um, and they have kindly donated them to to someone. BFI is, is doing a lot of work on this stuff. So yeah. Yeah, but that was so all these legendary uh, actors um, who. I guess started out in the like, late fifties or whatever sixties. Mm. Um, they were all on there. So, I mean, there was an interesting um, uh, show, show at Bob Monkhouse a couple of weeks ago. Bob Monkhouse owned the first, I think, the first domestic video player in the UK, um, and he was he was an obsessive about recording mm-hmm. audio and TV and stuff. And there is so much stuff, particularly from the mid six, late sixties, mid sixties, early seventies which we only have due to Bob Monkhouse recording wow. everything. <laughs> and it, is, it really is. I mean, there is you know, all... So things like you wouldn't expect to have, like, all of his run of the golden shot. Mm-hmm. He tapes it all. Well, yeah. I suppose he would tape his own. But, <laughs> but, he, he ta- but he taped a lot of other stuff as well that mm-hmm. wasn't him. So there's loads of uh, live live comedy, uh, so live at Palladium and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. taped all that. Wow. So most of that exists because of him. And he was done... He was. They tried to do him in the mid-'80s for copyright infringements before... They'd done right. the big mm-hmm. law, you know, before they worked out what you could and couldn't do. And I think he'd sent a copy of something to another comedian of their own act ten years before. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he has he has a tape of um, Lenny Henry's first performance on... Um, oh, the uh, show. Um, mm-hmm. New Faces. Right, yeah. And, you know, Lenny Henry had never seen it. And suddenly, I mean, I mean it's not a great performance and it's very much of its age mm-hmm. um but you know it's like he wanted to see it because he remembers he had he, de- he did have a copy of his second performance where he said he kind of died but the first one he'd never seen and he, it just went so well that he wanted to know mm-hmm. whether it was him or his memory or saw it yeah it was good um and they showed it on on telly so it's worth wow um they will probably reshow it because it's a very long documentary mm-hmm. about a lot about bob himself but this aspect of his um he would tape everything you know and was a consummate student of comedy and, and mm. drama as well. Mm. He went, Bob Monkhouse went for a period in the 60s where he uh, was in straight dramas. He did like three, he, just, he gave up comedy for five years and was in straight dramas. Mm. Wasn't very good in them. Oh. Poor old Bob. But yeah, so that's, there is a lot of stuff. I mean, there's so much stuff missing from recorded archives anyway, but, mm. but these tapes in particular, that's mm-hmm. what you think. And I think you're probably right. 
Yeah. I would love to find that stuff again. And they are finding bits and bobs all the time. They are, yeah. But there will be a hell of a lot of it, which will just never be there. No. Apart from, you know, having been broadcast out in space. So if we could catch up with the beam, or if, if when aliens discover it, they tape those episodes of Opportunity Knops. And, <laughs> uh, <Noel laughs> well, who was this Andrew preview? Yes. Oh, he's amazing. It's hilarious. <laughs> So, okay, well, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having me. I think we're going to end with another track from uh, what we're assuming is the Polish Scandinavian um, greatest hits, unless they've got more of a uh, a uh, selection on here. Um, mm-hmm. But so far, it's been of a of a type. Yes. So, how many more should I go four. for? One, two, three, four. Uh, this one is cool. This has got a long name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll start again. It's, it's, it's scrolling around. It's track eight of the album it's from, and it's Varfo Achtar Ingen Istil Punchen. Easy for you to say. Well, <laughs> not that easy, but let's see what this sounds like. And thank you very much for coming. Thank you. Patrick, han följer skägg så fan Allt med en belåten döns Efter att ha fyllt buken sin I sju-åtta rätters löns Tänd en stor Havanna Nästan fetare än han själv Stängde sitt jättegap Kring en anchovis rap Sträcktes över magen Fick ett punchglas ut i sin hand Ämnade skåla med sig själv För kung och för fosterland Fann hela kylaren torr och tom Punchen så gott som varm Fällde monokeln i sin arm Och råla Varför är det ingen is till punchen Varför är det ingen is till punchen Varför är det ingen is till punchen Detta hände sig på den goda tiden Den gamla goda tiden Då landet var en enda lycklig Levekung Oskar idyll Kammaren låg Augusta både gammal och snäll och ful Huffrande ut i fyra meter tyg som hon fått till jul Dörren flög upp och korsdraget förtog fotogenets glöd Lampan blev överflöd, härn var tillräckligt röd Isen Augusta röt han till så råttorna dog av chock. Pigan hon svarade knäppande en vägglus ifrån sin rock Iskarn har inte kommit hit Ej heller till mjölkaffären Själv är jag lika brydd som han Och undrar Varför är det ingen is till punchen? Varför är det ingen is till punchen? Varför är det ingen is till punchen? Detta hände sig på den goda tiden Den gamla goda tiden Då landet var en enda lycklig skål mot Svea I du Snabbare tid än fyra.